0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, and joining me, as always, is Shaggy Von Doom himself, Mr. Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. It is always appreciated. Uh, Kyle, crazy game against Ottawa. That makes two nuts games against Ottawa. Uh, entertaining yet frustrating, especially this one. Uh, we will discuss that. We will get into specifically uh, injuries when it comes to the avalanche and and why like it is... Yes, it's, a, it's an issue across the league, but you have some specific uh, detail in the injury world. As, so, so Avalanche fans can say, like, why does this keep happening to us is the mantra that every single team in the league can use. And it's kind of some surprising things that you have uh, over there. And then we'll look at the Avs um, schedule for this week. And anything else that we discuss. So, first things first, follow the show. Social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Locked on Avalanche and on Instagram. Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. You can send all of your questions, comments, concerns, opinions, and follow the show's YouTube stream over on YouTube. So, uh, first of all, good weekend for you, sir. Other than the Avalanche, one
0: point. I didn't think... Anything in this world could make me not like packing more than I do. Mm. <laughs> that first period of that game Saturday, I sure wanted to pack some boxes.
1: Did you just want to shut it off? <laughs> packing boxes is more fun than than this first period of the avalanche, right?
0: I need to be productive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for me, we'll, we'll get into the game. And for me, like I'm, I'll, I'll defer a lot of this to you because I don't miss many games, uh, but I had to. On Saturday, I had a uh, a holiday party to attend, so I didn't get to watch most of the game whenever I could. I'd, I'd sneak the stream on my phone. I didn't really have uh, audio, so I I couldn't hear it. I got home. There was about like nine or ten minutes left in the game, so I did catch the end. And believe it or not, I did turn it on uh, at the party. I was at when? the the crashing into the goalie goal happened i actually had it turned on when that happened but i didn't have the audio on so i couldn't hear exactly what they were saying we'll get to all of it but you uh you know you you watched it in full you were we were texting each other and i was getting some frustrating vibes from you in the beginning stages of this
0: yeah that that first period especially um it was some of the worst defense i've seen the avalanche play all year um, and it was just amplified by the fact that like we resorted to puck chasing, which is something that you don't see the avalanche do. And that's one of those things that when you lack that cohesion and you just, you, you don't feel it, you feel like everybody has to contribute. And there were so many times that there was puck chasing sloppy passes, which inevitably ended up biting us in the end. But the sloppy passes, the puck chasing mm-hmm. uh, Abba Kubel, Mm-hmm. He was next level. I don't know what was going on <laughs> with him. He was a absolute workhorse. Uh, Peter McNabb uh, referred to him as like the new Matt Nieto. And that was Ooh. so dead on with that analysis. Um, And it just was amplified with his play throughout the first and middle second period. He yeah. was just all over the place. It felt like he never took a shift off. So really? that was the one shining moment. Um. But that first period and probably the first 10 minutes of the second period, it was very rough to watch. And you picked a good game to uh, not watch. Yeah, right. To to not see most of it.
1: Uh, And and you heard right before the game started, again, uh, a laundry list of injuries for the Avs. Obviously, Kemper was already going to be not playing this game. We had assumed. I think Bednar said uh, with him it could be day-to-day or it could be you know, week to week. We really don't know what's going on with him, but we didn't think he was going to play. And then you heard uh, that Byram was still going to be out and Makar was going to be out and Kadri was going to be out. And you're like, (laughs) the list keeps growing. And there, those two specifically, Makar and uh, Nazem Kadri, You didn't see anything in the previous game to lead to questioning why they would be out, but those are huge names to be missing, and you can't make excuses or anything because the apps have dealt with this for so long, just like you know a lot of teams have, which we'll get into. And then you're thinking, all right, well, they're playing Ottawa, who you know they, they shouldn't struggle with too much, but they did just play them in a very good game, and Ottawa's coming off a very good win against Carolina, in Carolina, you, you, you still, even though you're down those guys, like, yeah, that sucks. Like, let's not, let's call it what it is. Having those guys definitely helps. But from the defensive lapses, you could, McCarr and Byram not being there just seemed like it was screaming, okay, our depth on a defensive end uh, is not, is not where it should be. Maybe on the on the on the forwards we're okay because you know we can slot people in and we can still manage to score goals. But man, when we're when we're down our top guys, it's gonna hurt and it makes sense. It makes sense.
0: And you go into that game knowing those injuries of key players on that defense and in, like Kadri is hot right now. Like he's incredible. Right. And yeah. knowing those are out, and then to open the scoring like two minutes into that first period with Darren Helm, yeah, you're like, okay, so this is how the game's gonna go. And then it just got ugly from there. It was like back and forth. Brady Kachuk just doing not really Brady Kachuk things, and mm-hmm. then Stutzle later got into the mix. Um, then you really started feeling the absence of Kale McCarr and yeah. just kind of that the way he operates on that blue line. You really started feeling it, and it was back and forth for a little while. And then it it got crazy. Call came in with the goal, and then. Between Stutzla, Norris, uh, Newhook finally injected some energy back into the team, but what a move, man! I'm telling you what that that shifted the momentum. But Ottawa was absolutely embarrassing us up until that point.
1: And you know the the thing that you have to discuss now is the goalie situation with uh, Jonas Johansson, and he he, this is. this is what you're going to get from your third-string goalie. Uh, you're going to get glimpses of, of good moments, and then you're going to get subpar efforts. And this was another one. This one, they took him out. And uh, Eustace Anunin came in, and I think did did pretty well. From what I saw, it seemed like he was doing okay. It seemed like it was very – hey, there's so my cat. Look at my cat going crazy <laughs> on my – she's going to pull that thing down. <laughs> hey, CeCe, get over here. Leave that thing alone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look at yeah, all right. She wants to get that Ottawa fan. <laughs> yeah,
1: she want that the the foot hanging up. <laughs> so that it's probably coming down by the end of the show. I can guarantee because <laughs> she, he's not going to let that go. Um. So yeah, like Anunin came in, and from what I saw, seemed very just calm, very calm, cool, collected, moving moving left to right like with ease. I'm not saying this guy needs to take over for Johansson, but to be thrown into that mix, uh not too bad. Not too bad from a from a, a small sample size.
0: No, uh, he, he led in one early and then built off that and was very yeah. calm, composed in the net. And then, of course, I mean, it's his first NHL game and he gets thrown into a NHL overtime with three on three, and that's yeah, built on. Know, it's, really? it's built on the breakout. So I felt bad for him being in that position in the first place. But you can use it as a learning, uh, like a a learning moment, and he yeah, could build I mean, off that.
1: their, their captain, uh, going full bore at you in overtime, nobody around. I I pretty much just stood up and like, yep. When he got to center ice, I'm like, this is probably over. Uh, and, and he's that's asking way too much of someone in his position to stop that shot.
0: Yeah. And it was, and it back to like talking about Jojo and the, the first period, when Jojo starts taking those saves where he's not really utilizing the glove and he's catching everything on his body mm-hmm. and then it just lets it drop. And then he's looking around. It's hard to get confidence if your goalie's not confident in his saves. Mm-hmm. Um, he did that the other night against, uh, Toronto where he would like make a save and then just kind of drop it. And then he really had, he would be looking behind him. Didn't know if he actually saved it. And yeah. that that's worrisome. <laughs> if you're Decor uh, decor without Kale McCarr, and then you're trying to adjust to that and adjust to your goalie adjusting. So that was that was just weird the whole night. And when Yusis came in, he looked solid. So yeah. I don't know if that was a lot because of the play of JoJo earlier in the game that made him stand out a little bit more. But everybody, uh, keep that name close to you. Yusis Annen is going to be a stud when he gets fully developed.
1: Uh, I I mean, it remains to be seen, but I think the Avs have high hopes for him. That's definitely sure. So, uh, you know, the, the, the goal that was allowed um, it's, you know, one of those things where avalanche fans, like if that happened to us, they, they, you know, they they wouldn't have allowed it, I guess by the letter of the, the rule, I I don't even want to say they got it right because, I get the the rule goes something to the effect of if if your own player, if your own teammate pushes an opposing player into the goalie and then the the puck does what it does cross the line afterwards, that's a goal. I'm not so sure that's what happened. People are just assuming that that Johnson pushed Stutzla into Johansson I don't think that's the case. I think they made equal uh, contact and both kind of went into the goal. Um, I, I, I don't. And and number one, why can't that happen? That's a hockey play. Yeah. It, it's a hockey play that of going into the call a penalty. Call a penalty for for uh, goalie interference if you want to, or it could even be goalie interference if it's your own, on your own goalie. But you could call hooking you could call holding you could call anything else i don't agree with the, the the net being dislodged and then the puck crosses 3 seconds later and that's considered a goal that is assuming that that player would have scored if the defender didn't knock him into the goalie and you can't assume that you can't assume a goal
0: i think what it was and we briefly mentioned on it in the youtube opening um like the football reference, mm-hmm. it, this they called it a goal on the ice, and it is one of those that it's the same in football. If they call it on the field, you got to have like evidence like to overturn. Right. They talked about it two or three times, then went to Toronto with it in a challenge, and I think it's one of those goofy rules. Like the same way you could push a player down on an empty net breakaway, and if you push him down and interfere with that goal in any way, it's still counted a goal. Um, it's one of those goofy rules. Like, yeah, it went in way after the play uh, and the net went off, but yeah. I don't think they could have overturned it and said, no, it's because of this, because it was so bang bang on if it was a hockey play or if he was pushed.
1: And, and that's, that's my, my argument is more, I don't think he was pushed. I think he, you know, there was contact Let's I'm not trying to say that there wasn't there obviously was. But Stutzla turns his back to Johnson and kind of absorbs the contact and kind of makes contact himself. They, they, they join at the middle, basically. It is not he's in front of Johnson and Johnson gives him a shove. If that happened, then then the rule is what the rule is. I still don't agree with the rule. But if, if it was a blatant shove from, from behind from Johnson that catapulted Stutzla into the goalie, fine. We don't really have an argument. But I don't think – go back and watch that over and over again, and the, the, the contact is between both of them. I'm not saying one guy insinuated the contact more than the other. It was equal sharing of the contact. And because of that, I don't see how you can say he was shoved into the goalie because Stutzler on his yeah. end isn't doing anything to stop his momentum going into the goalie, which is his responsibility
0: to do that. That wasn't an issue. I wonder if it's one of those tie goes to the runner type scenarios, where they just kind of yeah. lean to the offensive player. I don't know. Reviews weren't in our favor. We had the Gabe Landeskog offsides, which was Go offsides. F- it, it was. Well, yeah. Boy, I'm getting tired yeah. of Landeskog and, uh, and offsides. offsides. <laughs> boy, yeah. Boy, howdy, but yeah, yeah. reviews were not in our favor.
1: No. No. So. Um. All right. Well, it, it, credit the Avalanche for at least coming back as ugly as it was down five to two. um, They still came back, pushed it to overtime. A, a, I get what Nathan McKinnon was trying to do in, in overtime with that pass. It was just a, a bad pass. And when, when it gets behind a player, if he had put it a foot in front of where he wanted to, uh, you know, that's at least a shot on goal by, by Taves. So and, and it's not. And when you have mistakes like that, uh, because it's three on three and there's so much open space when when the, a puck is, is uh, you know, a little bit off the target, it's going the other way. And that's exactly what happened for the. F. So it was just a, a, a bad pass, uh, you know, not on target. And. Ottawa took advantage of it, and that's where we stand. So um, injuries, we, obviously, we mentioned them. And the, the abs have a list of them, but Kyle has a list of his own and it might be a little bit surprising what he has to offer. So first we're going to hear from indeed and indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want. A short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all attract interview and hire all at indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed instant match assessments and virtual interviews. Indeed makes it easy to, or four star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Pick what skills are important to you from over 135 assessments and get a clear view of your ta- top talents, abilities, faster. Right now, you can get started with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Once again, Indeed.com slash locked on. The offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply need to hire you need Indeed. Also direct TV stream. And we want to tell you about a simple way to get all of the entertainment that you love without the hassle. It's Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part is there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. And you can learn more at directtv.com. So, again, that website is directtv.com to learn more about Direct TV Stream. Injuries and the avalanche seem to be synonymous, and that's no, you know, that's a, just a fact. Uh, but it's true for every team. Um, and I think a lot of avalanche fans want to th- assume or feel like the avs get the injury bug more than other teams. It's not necessarily the case. I mean, they do. They, they, they get They get a lot of injuries. Uh, but when it comes to games missed, I think last year they were up there. I remember seeing a graphic towards the end of the year. It was a game on NBC. And they were they were top five for sure. I'm almost positive in, in games missed. Um, and this year, us Avalanche fans feel like we're going through this again. And there's been maybe one game where they've been 100% healthy. So because of that, we feel like you know the hockey gods are not looking down upon the avalanche but you have some info to say like let's you know s- not slow down on the avalanche are always injured but it's rather surprising where they stand in list of games missed correct
0: that is correct okay um, <clears throat> this is coming off a question that was posed by uh gb40 on instagram um, we were talking about the Bowen Byram injury. And James, yeah. he asked about, like why does it feel like the Avalanche are the only ones that are having to go through this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's easy to feel that way. Mm-hmm. I understand, trust me. Um, every night when you turn on an Avalanche game and you hear about who's not playing, you feel like you're the only team. But that's yeah. the advantage that we get now in 2021, where you can just tune in to the altitude broadcast. Or you can listen to the like the game, just the avalanche. So that's all who you gotta worry about. Mm-hmm. We are not we are not hurting compared to the rest <laughs> of the teams in the league. Okay. Um the top five of the teams right now of- now we'll go go because <clears throat> we
1: talked about this before we recorded, and I was trying to guess who was top five. And I threw out four or five teams, and only one team, the first team that I threw out was number two who I thought was easily number one and then I threw out a couple more and none of the teams that I mentioned were even in the top five so why don't you go from from five to one so who who's at number five
0: and this is uh, to clarify this metric this is the top five games lost like man games lost if your man has missed a game this is the cumulative hours lost for those players number okay. five is the Philly Flyers really okay
1: all right number four is your
0: arizona coyotes really okay number three is your la kings who just activated yeah that's
1: true okay
0: yeah number two is your vegas golden knights
1: yeah that's the one that i guess i I thought
0: vegas was head and shoulders above everybody else and number one Who can actually complain about this injury metric? Because <laughs> they're on every list that I was uh, working on today. The yeah. Montreal Canadiens.
1: Wow. See, I, I, and the, the team that the only team that I thought was above. Well, after you said Vegas was number two, I, w- I threw out the Islanders, and yeah. and I talked to Gil a lot, who hosts Lockdown Islanders. And I was asking, like, dude, what's going on with them this year? And he's like, "Injuries are killing us." So, you know, not that I watch Islanders all the time, but it made sense. They're not even in the top five. And the Cur- and did you notice who else you didn't hear in the top five? The Colorado Avalanche. That's <laughs> so, right. We're not surprising. there.
0: If you're taking like the current right now roster um, with the most injured players on the roster, Montreal has ten. Buffalo comes in second at number uh, with nine players injured.
1: This Titans, is as of, of today, like the, we're re- the recording Monday night. So yes,
0: this is as okay. Go ahead. So you have Montreal with ten players hurt right now. Buffalo okay. with nine. Edmonton eight. Colorado really? with eight. Okay. Florida with seven, and Philly with seven.
1: So right now is maybe one of the worst points of the season for the avalanche in terms of games missed because they have eight guys out right now, mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: man. And that's, that's going, um, with, uh, they really, they consider francois as part of this, um, because he's not with the active roster. So they yeah. consider that a lost hour. I mean, a lost game. So it does so- feel like every, every night we're losing someone, but I mean, there is not a, all 32 teams have so- Someone on their on who's injured, right? The team with the the least is Winnipeg. They only have one player hurt. Really, wow! I
1: would love that. I want to know what that feels like.
0: <laughs> it's got to um, be incredible.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a great feeling. Um, so where where are the Avalanche then on on this uh, uh the list right now? They didn't make they the are, top five.
0: They didn't make the top five. They are rounding out currently at number eight.
1: Okay, so they're still top ten. Um, but yeah, but, but I mean that, that speaks volumes to all, all teams go through this and, you know, it's not minimizing it. We don't want to make it seem no. like that, that the, the injuries the avalanche have don't play a part. Of course they play a part, but man, like, you know, we're on social media a lot and, and it's true. Like the avalanche, they're always getting injured. they always have injury bugs. Like it it is, it is a legit gripe, a legit concern but they're nowhere near the top of what other teams are going through right now. And those teams you listed. So Montreal is number one. They're, they're, they're playing poorly this year. Vegas. Number two, they're holding their head above water, (laughs) doing a very good job of it. Number three was who the Kings The Kings and they're doing okay. What what have they done recently? Have have they faltered a little bit? Uh, Let me bring up their, They are who we thought they were. Are they? Are they starting to fall? Yeah, they're starting to fall back a little bit. So so that's hurt them a little bit. Uh, Number four was? Arizona. Okay. That
0: is what it is. And number five? Philly, who we face coming up. There you go. So that is a matchup between two hurt rosters. And again, we're not minimizing the injury impact on the avalanche. Right but a lot of other teams are experiencing what we experience It's a little bit more personal to us because we know every member of all four lines and all every player on the defense and our backup goalies we know everyone that's coming in and out so it's a little bit more personal to us yeah so it feels like a it's on a greater scale right. but we this is par for the course when it comes to the NHL
1: yeah. i mean and and abs are in the top ten they're not like. 23 or 24 it's not like we're we're saying like avalanche change you can't you know they're all the way to bottom of the stand teams have it much worse than we do it's relevant Mm -hmm. uh but there's teams that are dealing with it more than we are and the flyers lost like i said we're doing this on monday seven to one against the lightning for their seventh loss in a row so not only are we going up against a team that has lost seven in a row they played Monday and or they played Sunday. No, wait, yeah, yeah, they played Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, and now they're playing Monday. So they're playing a back to back against a team who's lost seven in a row. You have to come out and take control of this game. You have yeah. to. Everything that you know, the goalie situation is what it is. You can't. You have to play with what you're you're playing. You have to play the cards you're dealt, mm-hmm. and that goes from the forwards to the defense to the goalies. And right now, the goalie situation. Is not the best, uh, but you are going up against a team where that shouldn't matter. Seven in a row lost, they're playing back to back games. Scott, like th- this, is this is you need to control this game. This cannot be a three to two. You get a goal with three minutes left in the game to take a lead, you can't be
0: because no. seems
1: absolutely getting a little bit frustrated.
0: Yeah. So. And it's, and standings matter. And where we're at right now is where we really need to start capitalizing and building on where we are, or it's going to be a tall hill to climb the rest of the way.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause well, well, we'll get into it. Let's talk about the standings and the week ahead. But um, <clears throat> first we're going to hear from our good friends at built bar this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better. Then a candy bar, it's Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, yet high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors (laughs) and battle all the holiday shoppers. Are are we choosing violence here at, at Built Bar? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bust down those holiday. You can't bust down holiday doors unless you have built bar fueling you through it. I love it. Uh, and because it's the season of peace yet, yeah, we are going to promote peace and love. Don't bring up, don't bring up your favorite built bar fla- flavor to family parties because people are passionate about their favorite flavor. And you have yours, Kyle. Oh, it's definitely,
0: Oh, I mm, which, I like the mint. Yes. That's really been I mean, really it. delicious.
1: Uh, so go to BiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your order. That's 15% off with LOCKED15 at builtbar.com Also, BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the seasons of prop bets, odds, and lines more than ever before as the football season continues the march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot. For all the sports action this season, head to our new updated desktop and mobile device websites and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Sports. It's where the game starts at betonline.ag. All right. So this week, uh, well, we were talking about the standings. And as far as the abs go in the standings, uh, 12, 7, and 2. So they're 26 points right now is good for fourth or tied for fourth. And they're tied with Dallas and Winnipeg with 26 points. They have the same amount of games played as Dallas, but they have two games in hand against Winnipeg. They have three games in hand against Nashville, who was one point above them, um, as well as three points in hand or three games in hand against St. Louis, who is two points above them. And Minnesota is, I don't want to say pulling away right now, but they've got they've won six in a row. They look good. Um, There were 24 games played sitting at 35 points. So forget about Minnesota. Uh, you like you said you are you are a win and a St. Louis loss away from being second in the division. So as as I don't want to even say bad as not uh, this is not the road the ABS thought they were going to be going down at this point of the season two months in, but it's not like they're not in the thick of it. At least they're in the thick of it. Uh, and I know a lot of ass fans want them to be catapulted towards the top and, and be dominant all season long, be number one in the power rankings, you know, and, and kind of going for that president's trophy yet again. All that's still in play. I'm not saying it's, it's you know, no, it's not going to be, it's going to be a, a di- they've made it difficult for themselves uh, getting in the position they're in right now. But as far as the division goes, they're two points back of second place with games in hand, uh, three games in hand. With all of the teams ahead of them, they do have to start playing better. Like, that is a given. Uh, but this week, we just talked about they they are playing Philly. Mm-hmm. Very favorable game. They're going to Madison Square Garden and play Rangers. That will be a tough game, which I'm very much looking forward to that because that is, that will be, you know, we, we were saying like the redemption game was uh, the, the next day. You're not yeah. redeeming yourself by getting blown out to Toronto by redeeming yourself against Montreal. Yeah. There might be some redemption there if you can go into Madison Square Garden and beat a, a very good Ranger team. That's heading in the right direction. And then if you follow that up with Saturday you're back home against a much improved Detroit Red Wings team. And if you can win, if you can win all three of these games this week that will satisfy a lot of abs fans, at least for a little while that, okay, you beat two pretty good teams and one game that you definitely should have. What yeah. are you thinking for this week?
0: Yeah, this is definitely, these are out of, out of the division. So yeah, that, doesn't we need, that does not help at all. So these are three really, if you want to build on this, because you know what everybody says, if you are in a good spot by Christmas, you've got a good chance to go all, all the way. And, uh, this is these are three games that are going to be measuring stick games. Like Toronto used our game that we had last week as their measuring stick game. Like
1: you know you know you know what I think I was thinking about it over the weekend. You know what that game was? You know what that Avalanche Toronto game was? That was like all those movies when we were those sports movies when we were a kid. Like like you go up against the like, like little giants. Like yeah. you go up against the awesome like Dallas Cowboys that just is does does everything right. They're militant, and you face them once and get blown out. And then you face them again at the end of the year and you figured everything out. And now you you're the upstart team and you be like that what that this is a a movie in the making. We got blown out by a team that's got it all together, and we don't. And you're looking forward to them to the end of the year when hopefully thing the tables have turned. So that's all I thought about over the weekend was this is this is Mighty Ducks. This hey. is the Mighty Ducks right now.
0: You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to say with these three games that we got coming up, this is where the Avalanche thrive. They got to understand like they're better as like that underdog. Like when you count them out, they're that team that performs better. It's always when they're the favorites and they're picked right out of the gate to win it all, President's Trophy. The the light gets a little bright for them at the top, but they are known to perform when they're underdogs and they're going to be an underdog in that Ranger game. And these are Philly and Detroit would love to prove themselves against Colorado. And you kind of go in there with that underdog mentality. I mean, that's what Nathan McKinnon thrives on is that underdog mentality where he's got to prove himself. And what better way to prove yourself, Nathan McKinnon than against Philly in Philly, go out there and have a Nathan McKinnon night, yeah. light the lamp. Like he's got one goal on the year. This would be a beautiful opportunity yeah. to get that train rolling and get back to that scrappy Nate dog that we all know and love.
1: And follow that up with going into the world's most famous arena. Like that is a place where that brings out the best in people. And you see it in basketball all the time. Like Michael Jordan loved playing in MSG. Like it's a big stage. Uh, you know, and, and the Rangers are, they're hot. The, the, you know, they've won six in a row. Uh, 16, 4, and 3 on the season are the yeah. Rangers. And they have 35 points. And we're talking about you know the Maple Leafs have it together. Uh, The Maple Leafs with 36 points. So they have one more point than the Rangers. But the Rangers have two games in hand against Ma- the Maple Leafs. So there it is. There's your redemption game on Wednesday. It hasn't been anything so far. Like, yeah, you only got a point against Ottawa. You were down a lot of guys. I'll forgive that. At least you got a point and you battled back. How are you going to play against Philly? who you should roll over steamroll them, especially how everything is going right now. And then you have a a matchup in New York city against a, a solid Ranger team. And like you said, this could be where, where Nathan McKinnon gets going, play, you you know, feast off a team that you should, and then go into massive square garden where the, the cream rises to the the top uh, in terms of that's where these superstars like to play. So, Could this be the week? And then you got, you know, your old foe in Detroit. So could this be the week where Nathan McKinnon says, this is where I'm going to put it all together. I I like where we're thinking right now and where this is going. So thoughts could it happen? Is this where he he starts to take over? This is where it
0: needs to happen. Yeah, that's a good, that's a better way to put it. This is where it needs to happen. Like I, I, I've been wishing for this for quite some time. Nathan McKinnon, this is where it needs to happen. Um, this is the week. Your fine tuning yeah. game is against Philly and put everything on the table Wednesday night, which is probably going to be a hockey night game on ESPN. They're going to roll out the red carpet for that. You've got to prove yourself Wednesday night against the Rangers.
1: You know, injuries or no injuries. We don't know what's going to happen uh, with, with the guys that are out with Makar, Kadri, Bayam, Kemper. Uh, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Nope, doesn't matter. You, you you've dealt with injuries, you know, like we just said, like other other team has. So, do what you can do. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, the ABS will have a, a hang a ten spot on them for all I care. Don't Please. don't hold back. Why not? Just go <laughs> crazy because you don't get many opportunities like this. You are real like this is a good league. So when you yeah. have a team that that's that's struggling as much as they are take advantage so all right everybody that is going to wrap it up um we will see everyone tomorrow after uh the the game is over we'll be discussing that and anything else that's going on i don't know hopefully no more injuries <laughs> i want to talk about them yeah and oh, maybe let's no. it, see it, maybe Byron's but I, hopefully we got to keep an eye on on Byron. you know we, we yeah. talked about that last week but all right, he is Shaggy Von Doom, Mr. Kyle Sullivan. Uh, I am Christmas Ellie, and my cat CC is around here somewhere. But she didn't, she didn't pull it down, so I'm I'm happy that it, I thought for sure once she started in on that thing, I thought it was over. So, all right, everyone, enjoy the day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Go, Abs, go.